Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Well, praise the Lord and God bless you today. Welcome to the good news with Angie Austin and friends. This is Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life. And you know what? I'm just happy to be here. Can I say to y'all, happy Thursday, y'all. Because it's just a beautiful day, and it's a, it's a beautiful day to be alive. And when I meet people, everywhere I go, I say, you know, any day above ground is a good day. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but I got my girlfriends in the in the, the the studio with me today. I've got that precious, gorgeous Mrs. Senior America. Oh, she was just oh. awesome, awesome, <laughs> awesome chick, Michelle. Oh, Ron. good morning. Morning. I Very call her be Mimi here. because yep. she's I love just it. Do the wave for us. I, oh, there you go. That's mine. It's the teacher. I don't like I'm No, no, no. Awesome. And I've got my other girlfriend with me, my sister from another mister, Woo! Donna Hetzler. Hello. Jericho I'll girls. do the queen wave. Oh, the queen because wave, the queen y'all. says there's no bad days. Oh, I thought the queen said, let them eat cake. <laughs> Just let them eat cake, and to which I say, what kind? What kind yeah. of cake? Chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> red velvet. Oh, red, red, red velvet. velvet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just going to have a good time here. Angie is not in the studio today, this this week, because um, they had a tragedy in their family. And I, I want to share that with you um, because I want us to honor Angie's family. But I also want us to stand in prayer for her because she and her family need prayer. It was Mark's cousin that passed away. And um, listen to this, just a, a short part of the clip that was sent. All units, stand by for a tone out. This is the final call for Lieutenant Sean Carroll, assigned to Trump 1B shift, who passed away on July 29th, 2017, after a career battle of cancer. The men of the I just wanted to share that with everyone because uh, this young man, 38 years old, passed away from cancer. He was Mark's cousin. And I, I want to honor them. I want Absolutely. to I want Angie to know that we are with her, that we are, um, you know, standing in prayer for her and her family. And, you know, anytime anything like this happens, it's good for us to pull together. Absolutely. Yes. To prayer warriors. Each other. Yes. Yep. Prayer warriors, mm-hmm. you know, because we need that. Mm-hmm. We really do. I don't know about y'all, but <laughs> I'm perfectly honest with you. If people weren't praying for me, Michelle. Mm-hmm. We'd be. Oh, Lord no, have no, mercy. Don't want to even think about it. Oh, my goodness. So we have to pray for each other. And um, but also rejoice in that they had good times with Mark. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark left behind a beautiful wife, beautiful children, and they had a good time. They had good relationships going on. Good. So um, we're here with the good news. And, and you know, I, I'm excited about these good this good news. Um, we've got a couple of clips, and it's going to be talking about our differently abled um, folks. Okay. And, and I say differently abled because, you know, when I was growing up in South Carolina, they would – 
the words that were used were retarded. Not good. No, right. mm-hmm. retarded, handicapped. You know, something just ain't right with that one. It was yeah. a label. Yes, a terrible. It was, it was a, a label. terrible label. Yep. But now we see that these are differently abled people in our midst. And I, I have a very special nephew up in um, the Boston, Massachusetts ever, um, area, Matthew. And Matthew has Down syndrome. Mm. And he is so precious. He is just, I mean, I just love that kid mm-hmm. because he's just extra special. They see life differently, don't they? They do. They, they love. see they do. Love. total yes. different lenses. Yes. That's what's so beautiful about yes, them. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And so we've got two um, two good news shows, could, d- two good news stories. I couldn't even talk there. I guess I've been, I don't know what's going on. Maybe I need some more tea. I don't coffee, know. Coffee, coffee. No, uh-uh, I don't do coffee. I don't. You want to see the bad side of me? <laughs> coffee. coffee. Drink agree. coffee. Yeah. I don't. Mm. Yeah, you're a coffee person, Yes, Donna. I'm oh, a coffee so am girl. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. I didn't start drinking coffee until about 15 years ago. Really? Really? Nope. nope. And as a teacher, I just never did. I would carry a cup around with me. And um, I took a class by Foster Klein 100 years ago. And he said, you know, there's people that really like coffee. And then there's people that just want to feel the warmth of a coffee cup. And they carry it around with them. And I thought, that's me. That I do me. both. I carry it yeah. around and nuke it every 20 minutes. Because yeah. it's got to be like super piping hot. Yep. But I also love the taste of coffee, too. Yes. Well, well, the funny thing about it is when I was three, four, and five years old, I would sit on my granddaddy's lap and sip coffee out of his saucer. Oh, it's sweet. I would. Uh-huh. But by the time I got to the Army, I couldn't even stand the taste of it. Mm. And it just didn't work in my stomach. Now, see, and I only like the coffee when it has a ton of cream and all the other okay. the stuff yeah, in the it. Stuff so in I, it. I'm not a plain coffee person. Yeah. So I hear you. And I, I am concerned about seeing all these young kids in... The coffee shops and Starbucks. the Starbucks, <laughs> and I, I am, I, and we're getting off the track. I want to go back to your wonderful. Well, we're, we're going to get back to that. We, right. we really will, because I, I think that's that's a something that we need to discuss. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, our first clip: A stranger step up after a man with Down syndrome loses a movie collection in the fire. You know what? Mm. We do love each other. Yes, we do. It's just that sometimes we wait until something happens before we show mm. it. Okay. Um, Aladdin. Aladdin. Mark Orsillo is a massive movie fan. At the top of his list, the inspirational football flick, Rudy. I loved that movie. Loved it. Is that, would you say that's your favorite movie? Yes. The 34-year-old says he loves motion pictures for a very simple reason. And he wrote the, the happy ending. However, this past weekend, Mark's own story turned into a drama. Saturday night, as the wildfire raged through the countryside in Butte County, Mark's home was destroyed. His collection of 300 DVDs, his lifeblood, gone. Well, I was thinking that it was kind of uh, scary, actually. Orsillo instantly became a movie buff without his movies. Mark's sister, Danielle, knew he was crushed. Because he's very OCD about it. So Monday morning, Danielle made this post on Facebook asking for help. She assumed she may get a few responses. Within hours, she got a few hundred. And the outpouring was incredible. We had 1,200 shares and over 500 comments, and people from all over the world sent hundreds of movies for him. Devastation has now become elation. Feel happy, Eric. All those movies, I, all those movies that I'm going to ask for, Danielle said, is right by the mail right now. I asked Mark who he thinks should play him in a movie about himself. That's when he let me in on a couple of secrets. He's also into TV shows. 
<laughs> oh, come on now. Cut it out. And he's quite the actor himself. Because you're the best actor for your own life anyway, right? That's right. <laughs> okay, so I have to ask the question again. Why do we wait until tragedy before we help people? That's right. I think it puts it right on the line. I think it, uh, we might think, I mean, how many times do each of us say, oh, I need to call Carol. I, I just know that she's not really up to par and the day goes by and I have not called Carol. And tomorrow I forget about it. And so I think we have really good intentions to help people. Mm -hmm. I honestly do. But I think when we see that tragedy or hear about it, it puts it right on the line. It has to be done now. Right. And um, and I, I personally work better with a deadline. I do. I, hear you. I really I hear you. do. Brings out the best of us. Yeah, it does. Good point. Uh, and and so I think that's it. I think we have great intentions, and but unfortunately, it's the tragedy that brings it brings it to the. Mm -hmm. But to you know what? Front. God is so good. God is faithful at bringing those things to us. Yes. Um, yes. I mean, he really is. His timing and his his timing is so perfect. When I when we all look back and think, oh my gosh, I would never have known Shelley if God hadn't placed us next to each other on the plane, right. and I wouldn't have known about her grandson with severe brain injuries and yada yada yada. That wasn't anything to do with Shelley or me. It was totally a God thing, and it made it was a huge nudge by God to say, do something. Yeah, do something. And it really speaks to me too because I'm. I'm on the go all day long, right. as we all are. But, you know, I think about Jesus. And first of all, he was never in a hurry. Second mm. of all, mm. he was always about what the Father was doing. Amen. And there was time to stop. Um, when um, the Father came and his, his daughter was dying, mm -hmm. he stopped for the woman who was bleeding, who was hemorrhaging. He took time. And as he took time to, to heal the woman who was hemorrhaging, you know, the, the daughter dies mm. and, and he was, he wasn't in a hurry. He was going to get there. He was going to raise her up. And I think we spend our days or I'm just preaching to myself here. I spend my days <laughs> being hurried instead of seeing about what the father is up to. Yes. And I think if we just took more time to do that during the day, we wouldn't wait till a tragedy yes. Uh, yes. To, to step up to what we're supposed to do. So mm -hmm. I'm going to try that today. You know, just um, you present. just said something that reminded me of something Marie told me last week okay. that I had never thought about before. That it never even occurred to me. But we were talking about kind of people, important people in the world and all that. And she just goes, well, Jesus is actually the one that taught us that that's not what's important. It's Jesus taught us it's okay to to love people That's that right. aren't important, that are downtrodden, that are special needs, that are, you know, the paupers and, you know, the blind people and right. all the stories from the Bible. Yeah. And I never, it never occurred to me that they didn't love those people before that. And then mm -hmm. after Jesus, they did. And I think that is really important. It's kind is. of what you just said Absolutely. goes along with what you just said, I thought. Wow, like, Marie, well, she'll do that so innocently. Just blow my mind like that. So. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Well, I know I need to do better because I, I'm pretty good at, at listening to the Lord and saying, okay, when he says, go to so-and-so's house or give so-and-so a call, I say, okay, Lord, and, you know, call them at that moment that mm -hmm. they need to be called. Yes. You know, but there are some things that I, I miss the boat on. Because oh, I'm we like, all do. Oh, Lord, I'm tired. Lord, not I right now, like Lord. Yes. It. You but know, it's never too late. No, it's not. Right. No, it's not. <laughs> so we've got one more good news story, and I'm really interested because I saw this on Facebook, but I did not listen to it. I just, I just went oh. past it. I just went past it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> 
millions of people on Facebook are loving this boy's cover of Whitney Houston's I Have Nothing. Nine-year-old Dane Miller has Down syndrome. He also loves music. His mom says he fell in love with the song after his family watched a documentary about the singer last month. And he's been belting out his own passionate version whenever he's in the car. He did just watch a documentary, I guess, on her about a month ago. And so he started downloading some of her songs, and that was the one he just got stuck on. His aunt posted this video on Facebook where it's been viewed more than 16 million times. The family says they're touched by the response and they're just so happy their son has been able to bring as much joy to others as he's brought to them. You have to see, you have to watch it all the way to the end. Okay. Because at the very end, because he's belting this out, and he's right. looking out the window, and he's just belt, he's feeling the whole thing. But then at the very end, she softens down, and he goes, he covers his eyes, and then he opens it up, and he goes, just like that. I mean, he's just, it's oh, wow. just precious. Because, oh, yeah, he's feeling it from yes. soul to soul to soul. Deep, I felt him deep. feeling it oh, just yes, now. I, I really did, did because he was just getting it. Right. And I'm, oh my gosh. I feel like yeah. a quarter of those 16 million views was me watching it over and over <laughs> and over again because it just makes me so happy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. something about him singing. And, yeah. and you know what's funny too is I almost forgot how good Whitney is. Oh, oh yes. You know, uh -huh. it's like she, oh, yes. all of her personal life and kind of the end of yes. her life was so yes. wrought with tragedy that I forgot about like how much I loved Whitney Houston. Yeah. Oh, The Preacher's yeah. Wife is one of my favorite oh, yes. Yes. videos ever. Yeah. Um, also, his, his singing of this passionate and passionate emotion, it just... It, and I'm, if this is coming from the music teacher in me, um, of course he's not on pitch, any of the thing, no. but it just is, it's the statement of God loves a joyful noise. Oh, that's God right. loves right. a joyful noise. And he is just singing to the Lord. I mean, yes. he, he really is. So hey, no, man, I, it's I, a I wonderful. I to go back and watch that. Yep. I, I to, really the to the watch end. To the end. To the end. To the end. You know, uh, one thing I can say about people that have Down syndrome is like you said, they feel differently mm -hmm. they, they see they life see, differently yes. like i was in church not too long ago and i had the privilege of standing next to a young lady who had down syndrome and she again was singing like this you know and dancing and just praising god with Amen. everything that she had and when you know when the worship band sings and then they have a little pause in the music she was still singing you know when i do that and i you know keep going i'm like Ooh, oh no someone <laughs> hurt me and i wasn't following along just right and she didn't care she was Amen. just loving it and I thought that is pure worship yes and I need yes. to let go and just worship like that what if we careless did? before the Lord without a care and just gave him everything what would that look like if our worship was what if we did that yeah, Donna? what if we just worship God you know with no abandon and just just worship when you are worshiping him that will happen mm -hmm. yes. that will happen i need to i need to remind people of a very old book as old as oh my goodness as old as i am 100 years old but it's dale evans book the angel it's called angel unaware little tiny book but it's about their daughter with down syndrome uh dale and roy rogers and it's a fabulous book just a fa i read it when i was gosh sixth grade something like that but angel unaware by dale evans oh 
good. I'll check mm-hmm. that out. I used to love Dale Evans oh, and Roy Rogers. They, love their show. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Well, I didn't know they had a daughter with Down syndrome. Uh, you know, now, don't quote me, but I'm almost, oh, I'm positive that that was their daughter. Wow. It, um, wow. Oh, gee, now. Now, now you're going to doubt yeah, yourself. Right. Nope, I, you yeah, go with don't the girl. Do that. The book is fabulous <laughs> by Dale Evans. <laughs> go for right. it. But, you know, as we go about our, our journey, you know, I believe that we should embrace people with those different abilities because they can teach us something. God doesn't send them like that to earth for them. Mm -hmm. He sends them like that to earth for us. And I'm going to piggyback onto that Mm -hmm. because young kids uh, are not around different. They're not around generation different. Mm -hmm. And so that applies to an older person. That applies to um, a a person with special needs. We need to teach our young people how to deal with that and how to. And the other thing I have such a passion about, look people in the eyes. Yes. Oh, yes. People don't do it. No, they don't. don't. Not anymore. Nope. And we live in a world that tells us we we are supposed to be in a square. We can't be different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we're supposed to look this way. We're supposed to act this way. And so wouldn't it be great to actually teach yes yeah being different is fabulous there's a a picture on facebook uh, that's going around and it's about like four little ballet dancers and three of them are at the bar and they're just watching the instructor just perfectly the fourth one at the very end is hanging upside down (laughs) and 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 the caption is be the person upside down or whatever yes Yes. Yes. so just to let you guys know robin rogers Robin Rogers. Robin Thank Rogers you. did have Down syndrome. Oh, thank and you. they say um, they were that Roy and Dale were told to put her away That's in quotations. Right. And they said, nope, we're not going to do that. That's right. And even though she died young, she lived a full life with uh, her wonderful parents. Oh, thank you, Dave. And yes. That's, that's what they yeah. did in mm-hmm. those days. Oh, they did. Yes. They did. Yes. They put people away, mm-hmm. put them in the sanitarium. Right. Or, you know, um, and it's just crazy because these people have viable lives. Right. You know, they teach us so much, Mm -hmm. you know, and so we should embrace the differently able. Michelle, Ron, what you got going on? Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm thankful God lets me speak a few places and I'm doing that. And um, I sing uh, for funerals, which is my favorite thing to do in the world. And so I have a couple of those coming up. That's when God and I chat. And um, so just thankful to be here with you all today and and to see the to see this day. Amen. Now, mm-hmm. How can people get in touch with Michelle you? Michelle at com. Amen. And now, Miss Donna Hetzler. Okay, mm-hmm. she's got the Jericho Girls <laughs> um, conference coming up November Big 4th. Conference. And it's overwhelmed. 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 What's that about, <laughs> Donna? Well, what we want is we want you to take your sense of overwhelm and put it on God's altar. And when you do that, you're going to walk away with a new perspective on life of what overwhelmed truly means to be overwhelmed with God's great love every single moment of your day. So when you're in that tizzy, you'll be able to use the tools from the conference that teach you how to switch that thinking. We want to alter your perspective and and get you thinking about being overwhelmed every moment in a good way. Mm -hmm. So it's Saturday, November 4th. We have some phenomenal speakers and I'm just so excited to see what God's going to do every year. God has some breakthroughs with women in our our audience and uh, we learn so much as speakers too so come join us mm, great um, overwhelm conference is on facebook and then you can also find it at jerichogirls.org 
Great. Amen. Praise the Lord. And y'all, right. I got my ticket. I got my ticket oh. to overwhelm. So y'all, yes, come you on, were meet the us first there. to yes, get a ticket. Yes, yes ma'am. I were. like being first. <laughs> hey, this is Beatrice Bruno, the Drill Sergeant of Life. Thank y'all so much for joining us today on the Good News with Angie Austin and friends. Remember to pray for Angie and her family. And you know what? I'm praying for y'all. We're all praying for y'all because we want you to live your best life ever. So God bless y'all. We love you with the love of Jesus. And we will see you next segment. Make a great choice today. The good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, it's Angie. You know, if you're a kid and one of your parents has cancer, a lot of the focus is taken off you as a kid and put on your parent, but also a lot of the finances are put into the treatment of the parent. Well, kids still need to be kids. And so that's where the Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation comes in. My friend, Adam Katz, helps the families, helps the kids whose parents are suffering through cancer. Let's say they need help with their tuition or a music class or dance class or art therapy. All of those things are paid for. You can get in touch with Adam. He would love to have your help. How would you like to sponsor a kid for a dance class? And it's a great way for the kid to get away from all that cancer treatment and to be a kid again. So please get in touch with Adam Katz at the Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation. It's named after his wife, whom he lost to cancer. You can contact Adam at 720-530-9482. 720-530-9482. You can get more information at Doreen Katz Memorial. Memorial.org. Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being. We have feelings and we have emotions, and if given the chance, we can shop. And I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that. I like it there, and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. I like helping out different people, a lot of different people I help out. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. It's nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. Billy Hollowell with Faith Wire joining us after the 4th of July. Did you have a good 4th, Billy? I did. I did. How about you? Oh, uh, the best. I've got uh, a family visiting, and so uh, it couldn't be better. And, of course, God bless America. We live in a great country. It's a good reminder for us to appreciate what we have here. And every everyone, as one of my veteran friends said, should be a patriot. Yeah, it's always nice. You know, we should think about these things every day, but we all get busy and we don't. So it's nice to have the holiday to kind of sit back and say, okay, let's really reflect on where we are, what we have, why we have it. Um, And I think all of that is just so important. And where I live, you know, we're right sort of in the belly of the Revolutionary War beast. So everywhere we drive, we see the little blue signs with the yellow writing, the historical markers, you know. Um, But even then, again, it's good to have that day. You know, where we can say, okay, this this is what happened and this is why it matters. So I always I always really enjoy the fourth.
That's super cool. One of the top trending stories on Faithwire, and I love it that this is trending. It has to do, Billy, well, you know, of course, because you wrote it, uh, with a man who nearly dies and claims he visited heaven, and uh, he describes Jesus. And this was one of the top trending stories over the last couple of days. Hi, Billy. Hi. Yeah, yeah. This story is, is fascinating. This is Stephen Music. He wrote a book called Life After Heaven, and he was in the military, and he tells the story of getting the swine flu vaccination and how while he was in the military, he reacted very negatively to that. He had an allergic reaction. And then he was given um, another shot that had to do with the swine flu not too long after that. And he had an even more horrific reaction. He ended up um, essentially in a coma and and says that he visited heaven and met Jesus. And he has this amazing story about what that experience was like. And so I interviewed him about this. Um, and it's, just, it's always fascinating to hear these stories about heaven because you have a lot of people who don't believe the stories and you have a lot of other people who say, look, there's far too many people experiencing this or saying that they've gone through this for it not to be true. Um, and, and so he stands by his story. Like I said, he's written a book about it. And um, I'm just always mesmerized at the way that people's lives change after they say they have these experiences. Yes, yes. Um, it, it's That's the thing to me that's sort of intriguing. And yes, yeah, some people make it up. We know that. But um, you know, I think a lot of other people, they, they're afraid to talk about it because it, it seems so strange, but he talks about just seeing Jesus interacting with him. And you see some of those characteristics that we know, um, and love after reading, you know, the Bible and familiarizing ourselves with it. So it's just, it's all very, very interesting. Love it. All right. This is an interesting story uh, trending on Faithwire that you wrote, and it has to do with Jay Leno and George W. Bush talking politics, trucks, and uh, and friendship with Bill Clinton. Uh, kind of a surprise to people, this friendship. And I know you have some of the audio, so I don't want to spoil it. Maybe we just play the audio and then we could talk a little bit about it. Yeah, let's take a listen. Welcome to the Bush family's Prairie Chapel Ranch. President Bush went from the gridlock of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue to a 1,600-acre paradise filled with tons of native grasses, live oaks, cedar elms, and rivers. To have running water is a real treat. To have running water in your faucet in California is a real treat. <laughs> yeah, just to have any water. <laughs> We're very fortunate. I really, really like this truck. It's a Ford 150 King Ranch version, yeah. and it's handy, as they say, very handy. These trucks are the common vehicle for a lot of rural Texas, and you know a lot of people still live in rural Texas. Including the President of the United States. Including this one. But this is the only place you drive a vehicle, isn't it? Correct. I have not driven on the road since 93. Wow. Now, you used to bring all the world leaders here. I did. Right? Who else has been in this truck and on this property? Well, we had Putin. Putin. Early. Wow. Early Putin. But his English is better than my Russian. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Blair. Oh, Tony Blair, sure. Koizumi, the Japanese prime minister, came yeah, here. Yeah. Berlusconi. Uh, Berlusconi? Yeah. Now, be careful. He throws pretty wild parties. He does. Uh, yeah. And was there a psychological reason, like, it's just more calming and relaxing? It's a statement of friendship. Yeah. I think it helps them when they go home to say, I met with old Bush on his ranch. Right. And look how far you've fallen. Now I have a comedian from TV. <laughs> Boy, one day you're on top of the world. Next day you're driving a stupid comedian around your property. <laughs> I want to show you something very interesting, at least it is to us. Right there is George Washington. That's the name of that trail. Oh, okay. It was the first trail. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get it? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do, <laughs> I, I do get that. <laughs> I know you get it. <laughs> <laughs> 
But President Bush doesn't do all his work in Texas. In fact, he often finds himself back in Washington, D.C. I thought that speech you gave at the uh, African American Museum, the opening, I thought that was really terrific. Well, thank you. Our country is better and more vibrant because of their contributions and the contributions of millions of African Americans. First of all, Laura and I were honored to be invited. It was really special because a lot of our friends were involved with getting it started. And it's an important place to address the past and to create a sense of optimism for the future. Right. And uh, it was a wonderful event. The president was there, the vice president, Bill Clinton, yeah. Laura and I, and I'm glad I was given a chance to speak. And of course, out of that came you know, a very interesting photo of Michelle giving me a very warm hug. And <laughs> it was a very nice moment of her yeah, to do yeah. that. She's a, I like her. But I think people like when they see presidents of different eras and different parties yeah. coming together. I they mean, that's, that's what America's supposed to be, you know? They do, and that's why my dad's relationship with Clinton is yeah. so heartwarming. You know, Bill and I, we get along well and uh, have a lot of fun, and it surprises people. I mean, there's just kind of this polarization is such that people say, well, people who don't agree can't get along. Right, right. Somebody said to me, walked up and said, the way politics are going these days, Bush, you all of a sudden look like George Washington. <laughs> Jay, I think Laura would like to see you. Oh, I'd love to see her. That'd be great fun. Yeah, let's go find Hey, guys. Hi, Mrs. Bush. How are you? Hey, how are you? Jay, I've sold this little tree, and I wonder if you'll help me dig it up. You think you can do that? Sure. What about you, Bushy? There's Bushy? No... Hang on. This is, this is new, Bushy. <laughs> Okay. I wish you wouldn't repeat it. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. All right. Let me take Okay. If you'll help, it'd be great. Yeah. Okay. Now let's put it in the truck. Boy, there is no such thing as a free ride. <laughs> Part of the Bush work program. <laughs> Jay, we've got some other things over here for you to pick up as well. See those sacks of compost over uh, there? Yeah, sure. Sacks of compost. Are these left over from your presidency? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a hand? Huh? Oh, there you go. Welcome to Texas. Uh, here we go. Thanks yeah, so thanks, much. Jerry. Thank you're, you, Mr. President. You're a hell of a compost piler. You too, Mr. President. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I love this. This is Jay Leno's Garage. That's the name of the show. It's on CNBC. And so the, the segment sort of features Jay Leno on the side of the road, and George Bush pulls up in his truck, and, um, and then he drives Jay Leno around um, his property. And uh, this ranch is 1,600 acres, and it's massive. And they just have this really cool discussion about politics and his friendship with Clinton. And he talks about how people are shocked that people of different viewpoints can, you know, have a relationship, uh, but yet they're able to do that. He talked about liking Michelle Obama and that photo of the two of them hugging not too long ago that kind of went viral. Uh, so they had, there was kind of a cool conversation about civility in light of disagreements. And, um, you know, he revealed Bush that he hasn't driven on a main road, like on a regular road since 1993 or 1994, um, and that he, you know, he only gets to drive around the ranch. So it's kind, of, uh, it's kind of funny, right? Um, I guess being president and the safety of that, when you think about it, it makes perfect sense why you would only kind of go on private uh, roads and not be on public roads. But when you've got 1,600 acres, I think uh, you're in pretty good shape to be able to to drive uh, a little bit on your own property. That's hilarious. I never even thought about that. He could only drive on his ranch. All right. Uh, I love stories about people who continue to be full of life into their later years. And this is about a single woman on a basketball team. She's over the age of 80, and uh, apparently she's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, this is – so this is just um, an incredible story. It's an entire team of women 
over the age of 80, and they're out in California. Oh, it's a whole they're, team. I'm looking at the picture now. That's whole crazy. Team. It's the San Diego Splash. It's the San Diego Splash, and they were recently profiled by, by ESPNW. And now they're part of a league in California of elderly women who you know play basketball, and that league starts around the age of 50, I think. So not even elderly. I mean, 50 is not elderly at all. Um, but they're over the age of 50. Now, this particular team, though, the Splash, they're all over the age of 80, every single one of them, and two of them are over the age of 90. And so you have this team of women, and it's actually pretty – I mean, when I first saw the headline and I was reading about it before we did the story on it, I thought, oh, that's interesting. And then you watch the video and hear these women talk about how this has transformed their lives and given them you know, something to sort of live for and do and how they aim to win no matter what. And they don't always win because they're playing, you know, younger women, it's, you know, 50, 55 year olds sometimes. But the entire team is just sort of an inspiration. And it's just a cool thing to see people doing something so active at the age, you know, 80 and above. I mean, it's pretty amazing. I'm so impressed. You know, my uncle's in his 80s. He just hiked with me. We did about a five mile hike in the Rocky Mountain National Park. And he'd just come back from Birmingham from the Senior Olympics where he uh, competed in tennis. And it was funny to watch him play while we were at our family reunion against some of my relatives who were in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. And how shocked they were with the force of, you know, how he hits because he only weighs about 125 pounds. When they played tennis with him, I think they were a little bit taken aback by his skills at his age. Yeah, you know, I think we have preconceived notions, uh, you know, that when you hit a certain age, you're not going to be able to do things. I think these women and your uncle and others sort of shatter that, (laughs) you know, because we, we see people can do things, you know, older and it kind of gives us, gives people hope, I think, for their own futures too. Well, I think the falls on the court though have a more significance with the potential, you know, for broken hips, et cetera. But I think all of this working out, um, keeping themselves, you know, young and stretched and, you know, more agile, uh, does also, um, uh, reduce the amount of injuries that they would incur with older age. Yeah, and they play on a half court too, so it helps a little bit with some of that. You know, they're not running back and forth on a full court, so that that's good. And I think, yeah, you do have to be careful. It's funny you mentioned the falls. I kept thinking that I'm like, huh, if you do get knocked over, man, that's not going to be a good situation in '85. But yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure they're a little uh, a little more dainty in terms of not shoving each other to the ground too. But who knows? I'd, I'd love to see them for that matter. All right. Another story trending has to do with a phone app that saves an unborn baby's life just in the nick of time. I love it when apps do good. Yeah, and this is interesting. This woman's name is Emily Eckhoff, and she was she was pregnant about, um, I want to say she, she downloaded the app maybe around 28 weeks pregnant. She had used it for her first pregnancy, and the app monitors, um, you know, around like the 33-week third trimester period of a pregnancy, it monitors how often the baby is kicking and how active the baby is. And so she had used it. She loved it for her first pregnancy. She gets an alert with the second pregnancy, and she's realizing as she's monitoring is that the baby's not moving. And so she gets to the hospital just in the nick of time. Uh, What had happened was the umbilical cord was wrapped a number of times around the baby's head and the baby wasn't moving. And thankfully the baby's fine. The app essentially saved the kid's life. Um, Had the woman not been monitoring, maybe she wouldn't have even noticed. And most women, I think they, they, they listen for those, they feel for those movements, but having the app sort of map that move the movements out is really helpful. So um, she's crediting the app. Uh, for helping her. And I think it's amazing. It is good to see when apps are doing the right thing and and helping people instead of technology, you know, sort of encouraging the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, if anybody's interested, the name of the app is Count the Kicks. 
Count the kicks. All right, one of the top trending stories on Faithwire has been trending for quite some time. Billy Hollowell with Faithwire joining us. And Billy, there's been a lot of talk about the president, um, some of the tweets, particularly just in the last week or two that have really gotten um, interesting. And some people feel that some of his tweeting is not presidential. And so you have people in your story on both sides claiming what? You know, we've got people on both sides. You know, this is a tough thing because you've got half of the people who have maybe supported Trump or like Trump saying, look, you know, a lot of these tweets are aimed at the media. The media has been terrible. Um, and, you know, he's finally sticking it to them. He's not going to be bullied by the media. They've been biased for years, which is true. Um, and so you have people sort of liking this tweeting, you know, the, the aggressive sort of messages, the comical video that he put out of himself physically beating CNN down. Um, you know, you have people liking that. But then you have people on the other side saying, look, you know, he had said at one point that he was going to be very careful and restrained on social media once he became president. When you're president, what you say matters, whether you're tweeting it, saying it, you know, delivering it in a speech, it matters. And people really seeing this is not a presidential way to handle oneself. And, you know, look, there's the other element here of time and people saying, look, how much time does this guy have? He's the president. He seems to have a lot of time to be tweeting <laughs> nonsensical things. I never um, even thought about you know, that. Yes. Right. I, I mean, look, God forbid there's a terror attack or something happens. You know, the first thing that critics are going to say is, you know, he spent all this time doing this. What well, Obviously, this isn't always fair, but people will do this. And he had all this time to tweet. And why was he not protecting us? So you know, these are the things that I think are very interesting in this debate um, and fascinating. But yeah, there's also the tone and the tenor. Uh, you know, talking about people's alleged facelifts and then bleeding, and you know, there's another level to it. It's not just the tweeting. I think it's the content. Um, and I would actually say this has hit a fever pitch now. And those tweets, you know, aimed at Mika and, and Joe Scarborough, that those really might have tipped the scales on this. We're seeing 71% of the country say that his tweets are a distraction and they're not good. So, um, and I don't think these polls are, are made up. I think a lot of people, even his supporters, are feeling this way. Yeah, it's perplexing. I'll tell you one thing, just as a, just a simple aside, as a parent, um, when my kids hear some of the things that are in the media that he says or does or tweets, um, when I'm teaching them to be kind to others and not hold the dr- grudge and try to not be vindictive, and they know that I voted for Trump, they'll ask me sometimes, why did you vote for that guy when he says blah, 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 or you t- always tell us not yeah. to do such and such. And that does make it a little bit perplexing. He's certainly a character. I just pray for our country and pray that he uh, can make a difference in a positive way. And I want to support him and the office of presidency. I think we've lost a lot of respect for just the office itself, but it doesn't help when he does this tweeting and he does things that people feel are beneath the office. So is he feeding into that as well? It's quite an interesting discussion, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And I think you make a good point. Parents are very worried about this. And and, they, and we should be because this is the person if we were worried about Bill Clinton and what he was doing, you know, th- this matters, too. And I think we've got to be we have to be fair and look at this, whether people like Trump or don't like Trump. I think both sides have to be fair. And I do think that the, a lot of this is crossing a line and we should be concerned about what our kids are seeing. And we have to explain that to our kids. So I, I think that is uh important. And I, I wish she would just class it up a little bit. That's all. I mean, I, I, I think we elected him. We knew who he was when he was elected. But I don't think we all expected that this was going to continue maybe the way that it has. I love it. We class it up a little bit. All right, Billy, where do we find you? Faithwire.com. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Hey, this is producer Dave with the good news. 
You know, Angie's always talking about how much she loves YMCA of the Rockies, but I don't ever get to talk about how much I love YMCA of the Rockies. YMCA of the Rockies in Estes Park is located just between Estes and Rocky Mountain National Park. It is the best place. I grew up going there. I went to summer camp when I was a kid. I actually went through the leadership program. I was a camp counselor at YMCA. It is one of the best things. It shaped who I am today. It is really the ideal vacation for everyone. You can do a vacation there. You can have a reunion there. They have weddings. If you want to take your coworkers there, they have conferences. It is the most affordable thing. You don't have to leave the state to go on a really good vacation. If you just want to hang out, you can do that. Or if you want to go on an epic adventure through the mountains, you can also do that. At YMCA The Rockies, they put Christian principles into practice through programs, staff, and facilities in an environment that builds healthy spirit, mind, and body for everyone. It is so affordable. Go to ymcarockies.org for all the information you'll need. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, would you like to donate items? You know, maybe some old sporting equipment, old furniture, old clothing. You'd like the tax write-off. You'd like to help others, but it's kind of a hassle to gather it all up and drop it off, and you're just too busy. Well, guess what? Art Thrift Stores, they will come right to you, to your house, pick up your items, and leave you your tax write-off donation form. How do you do that? Call 303 303- 238-JANE, 238-5263. And again, all of these items that you donate, they help people right in our own community. They help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And what better thing to do with your items that you no longer need than to help others? I shop at ARC all the time. I get my kids sporting equipment, gotten a rocking chair. I've gotten boots there. I have a purse that's amazing that still had the tags on it. It's a coach bag, and I got it at ARC. I shop there, and I help others, and I donate my items. Items about once every month or two, and I call 303-238-JANE, and they come right to my house with a truck, and they pick everything up. Here, check it out. Again, 303-238-JANE. Hey, Angie Austin here, uh, joined by uh, Andrew. I've been talking about Andrew with Integrity Building Solutions. And Andrew, you've got some success stories uh, with your company that I really want you to share because I think that you can be a real advocate for people when working with the insurance company. Uh, and so you've got some success stories. Uh, give us a, give, let's start with one. Okay, yeah. Thanks for asking, Angie. Um, yeah, so the probably one of the best ones right now is we had, we had a flat roof and the customers, homeowners had a big AC heating unit, they call them RTUs up there, and the insurance was paying $210 to straighten the fins. Um, but because of the severe hail damage, the airflow is restricted to some 30% or so, and so it was actually burning up the whole unit, and we were able to grow that category to $9,600 and replace the entire unit uh, and get that all completely covered for insurance. Wow. So it went from how much were they going to cover to then how much did they actually cover? <laughs> So it went from $210 to $9,600. Wow. All right. That's quite a success yep. story. I'm sure the uh, homeowner was quite happy with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, give us another success story that uh, might uh, coax people to give you a ring because uh, one of the things you're known for is integrity, and therefore the integrity building solutions. Because, you know, I know that you'd seen that some businesses, you know, maybe weren't uh, fulfilling their promises. And you knew that if you did that, fulfilled promises, uh, that you'd be successful. And so far, so good. So let's hear another success story. Yeah. So another one we're actually in process right now of doing is um, it's a full exterior, all windows, siding gutters, roof, the whole thing. Uh, and in the process, we were working on siding, and uh, we started tearing the house, siding off the house, and we realized that there was no sheeting behind the house, plywood, um, on the studs, and it just went straight into the house, um, to the drywall, and there's actually no insulation in the walls either. Uh, so in the process of 
they just had some holes in their vinyl siding. Um, and we were able to get the insurance to pay for all brand new insulation in the house because it's a code upgrade. Uh, and then we paid for new sheeting on the house. And actually, they're actually we got them enough money to go actually from vinyl siding to stucco and stone for the entire house. So it was a pretty good upgrade for them. And insurance is covering all that for them. They don't even have to pay just their deductible out of pocket. It's all to happen. So we took that claim. That claim was right around the insurance was given right around eighteen thousand, and we're up to about forty five, forty six thousand total on the claim right now Whoa. that we've been able to get the insurance to cover. Well, and that's yep. what we've been talking about about getting you to come out and get that free estimate to make sure yep. that the homeowner is getting what they need from the insurance company to actually fix the problem. And again, Andrew Goslovich, the owner of Integrity Building Solutions, call Andrew's cell phone seven two zero seven four five thirty four seventeen. Again, seven two zero. 745-3417. So Andrew, the deal is, so they have you come out and uh, get the free estimate. And then when you work with the insurance company, you advocate for the homeowner and say, hey, this is what they really need. You know, this $200 won't cover it. And here's why. Like, explain how that process works. Yeah, so it is a process. And so the one we, the last example that we just talked about of eighteen to 45000 um, you know, we were probably in process about two to three months on that, going back and forth to the insurance company. And uh, basically what we do is we come out, uh, we can't give you an initial bid, actual hard numbers, because we don't know exactly what the insurance company will cover yet. So we'll say, you know, do you want to do the work? Yeah, you want to do the work? Okay. You know, these are our five or six categories that we need to do, roofing, siding, gutters, AC unit, um, all those kinds of things. And then I'll go to my sub and I'll have them come out and they'll give me a line item bid for anything that we know the insurance is undervalued. And so once we get that, then I submit that to insurance. I submit all the local building codes and city codes, whatever municipality you're in, as to why the discrepancy between the cost. And then once we submit all that, we do lots and lots of phone calls till we finally get a hold of the insurance company and lots of emails. And then finally, once we get a hold of them, you know, usually we can solve it in a couple conversations. Um, and then at that point, that's when we actually have hard numbers. So it's a bit of a negotiation. You know, the insurance might say, well, we're not going to pay 10 grand. We're going to pay nine grand. So we kind of work back and forth with them and go through that whole process together. Well, and you know, how nice though to have you working on our behalf because I think a lot of people are busy and they give up. I know, for instance, my mom, when she's told no, she believes no. And really sometimes it takes that negotiation and explaining why um, you as, uh, you know, the owner of Integrity Building Solutions thinks that the homeowner needs more money to properly fix the problem. And I love it that you're not just going to fix the roof. You're also going to figure out the gutter situation, the air conditioning situation so we can go to you and you can make sure that all of those problems get fixed and again integrity building solutions andrew he's a good guy give him a jingle andrew give your cell phone again yeah it's 720-745-3417 excellent 720-745-3417 thank you so much andrew all right thank you thanks for listening to the good news with angie austin find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.